Wednesday night. This is the Percy and Face podcast. Really excited. It is the Wednesday before Labor Day weekend. Uh, we thought it would be a great idea to do work songs. Um, not necessarily like spiritual work songs where you're carrying around heavy furniture or slinging a, um, an axe or a sling, hammer. Sling on the, blade. Yeah, sling blade or working on the railroad. But songs that are talking about work basically or somewhere in there something that you would relate to be a work song we got a special guest we're really excited about this one caleb franklin and we picked caleb for a couple reasons number one he is a hard working dude i've known him for a long time i love him he's a great guy and he's also a musician he plays uh guitar he can play bass he can still play horns uh, and he has a lot of great music knowledge, and he's going to make this a little bit more relevant for us, I'm sure, and it will be very interesting. Um, want to tell you that uh, we're sponsored tonight by Svedka Vodka, number one, unofficially, officially by Anchor, and now our newest sponsor, Smokehouse Crackers. Thanks, Robert and Lynn Intrican. If uh, they are my work neighbors, if you ever get a chance to, uh, if you ever see Smokehouse Crackers in the store, check them out. We got their first two bags of pizza flavored crackers and they are outstanding. And they really go well with the Svedka. And the, uh, Caleb brought some yinglings in here. So we're just all really, uh, we've been sitting around having a good time getting ready for this. and. Enjoying these crackers and guys, check these things out. We got the first two bags off the conveyor and they're absolutely fantastic. And we've got, uh, uh, I think, a really good fun show lined up. So um, we also had a contest to name the ice maker. The ice maker gets more love, I think, than actually, uh, at least I do. Um, so we had a contest to name the ice maker, and we have a decision, and we have named the ice maker, uh, thanks to Tasha Biddle, who came up with that, James Brown, because James was the hardest working man in show business. And if you see what we're doing in here, uh, maybe we'll have you on one day, and you'll understand. That ice maker is working hard for us. So, Caleb, welcome. Thanks, man. Thanks. I'm I'm uh I'm really glad to be here. I appreciate you guys even thinking of me, man. I, uh, well, you were the first thought that came in my mind. We thought work songs. It was like I need a musician I know is a hardworking guy. So, you know, surveying, um, and I know you've always been involved in music. So I knew you would give us a different take on things, and so here we are. So, you guys ready for this? Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start out with. Honorable mentions, and Percy always goes first. Okay. So, Percy, lay it on us. My first honorable mention, I went deep in the vault from a song that I heard when I was a kid, and it's Bony Fingers by Hoyt Axton. What? <laughs> the whole song talks about troubles of life, and in the uh, chorus, it says, Work your fingers to the bone. What do you get? Bony Fingers. Bony Fingers. Now I remember and, uh, that song. Hoyt Axton also wrote The Pusher for Steppenwolf. 
Oh man, that's which bad. you cannot play in public if you're in a restaurant. <laughs> Correct. He wrote "Never Been to Spain." Yeah. Three Dog Night. I did and, not know that. I did not and, know that. And also that either. recorded by Waylon. Yeah. And his mother co-wrote "Heartbreak Hotel." My gosh. James Brown's working back there, by the way. That's a busy man. Both yeah. James Brown and, and this and, guy, too. And Percy. <laughs> wow. Okay. Good stuff. And my next one goes out to all the truck drivers. If you eat food or you buy something in a grocery store, you owe it to a truck driver. And it was originally no doubt. recorded by Dave Dudley, but my version is by the Flying Burrito Brothers, and it was Six Days on the Road. Six days on the road. Solid mention. And I'm going wow. to make it home tonight. Awesome. And my last one, strangely enough, they haven't been mentioned much on here, but it's 40 Hour Week by Alabama. Yeah, it's a great song. That originally made my original list, and that's it's a good song. They they get they pay a lot of tribute to a lot of different And it was written by Dave Loggins. Yep, who also sang Please Come to Boston. And Don Schlitz. Who wrote, did not invent Schlitz beer. No, but he wrote The Gambler Forever and Ever, Amen, and When You Say Nothing at All. Man. I did not know that. that I've never a, even heard of Don Schlitz. And that floors me right there. <laughs> this past weekend, strangely enough, was just inducted into the Grand Ole Opry. Okay. Skill inducted him into the Grand Ole Opry. Rightfully so. Well, hopefully they celebrated with... Some Schlitz. So that's my honorable mentions. Outstanding. I like them. Caleb, you ready for this? Yeah, man. I'm, All here. Right. I'm here for it. Let's get so, in there. My first one is um, for fear that my sweet wife might divorce me if I don't mention this song. Because Which it means... she, Brittany, is a sweet wife. And like, I have a sweet yes, wife yeah, that helped me with my list a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Too. She's a saint. I, I still don't know why she hangs out with me. Um, but that would be a good time. Alan Jackson. Okay. Working all week, man. Tired. Don't want to sleep. Want to have fun. That's absolutely. That's. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what we work for. That's right? big news. Yeah, and and, and that's uh, that '90s country has. It, '90s country is great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened to it after that, but uh, something did. Something bad. A lot of people say Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks to started it. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yes, Garth either Brooks. love him or you don't. I but mean, I've got love for him, but whatever's yeah. going on in Nashville in 2022 is not good. <laughs> no, it's not. It's definitely all right. That's next a great up, one. Yeah, what, what's next? Next up, we're going working class hero from John Lennon. Oh, I made my list originally. I mean, it was and tough. you know that some people have covered that and did a great job with it, but. Uh, no one did it better than Lennon. Was well, it's tough? It's tough to cover anything John Lennon because he was. He was just so influential in music in general, and I, I, I firmly believe that were you know were he to not have passed, that you know incredible things would have happened. You know, I mean, obviously him and uh, the him meeting Ono kind of destroyed the Beatles. So yeah, but uh, you know he. <sighs> It may have destroyed the Beatles, but it started his solo career. It did, it did, and, and it was his a great solo career was fantastic. It was fantastic, man. Yeah. And some of the stuff that the they Beatles did, were tired of each other anyway. I'm sure that they yeah. were. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, I mean, man finds woman, falls in love. You can't blame him. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm doing whatever she says. That's it's okay. Right. That's a that's a good policy. Yeah. So third in the uh, honorable mentions is going to be, and 
Percy's probably going to shame me for not putting this in the top five, but I'm going to go Working Man Blues. Absolutely, that's, yeah. That's, that's Merle, man. That's if you, you can. You stole some thunder there. I know, and, and I wanted it to be in five bad. I, I can just do, couldn't. I can take ten songs from Merle Haggard and talk about working. Merle grew up in labor camps. I mean, you take all these rock and roll people, and nothing against their music. They were good songwriters. But they didn't know what it, these hippies didn't know what it was to work. Merle grew up in labor camps. He knew what it was mm -hmm. to work. I mean, he grew up listening to the Maddox Brothers and Rose, which if you listen to the Ken Burns country music documentary... Which is outstanding. They yeah. came from Boaz all the way to California, and he listened to them playing in labor camps. Merle knew what work was. He did. He did. And, you know, he and he was, Merle was called the poet of the common man. Mm-hmm. Very aptly named there. And that, I mean, you know, he, he is responsible for such a, like, influential sound. You know, I've used influential numerous times already, but he, like, when I think of that old school country sound, I'm going to think about Merle Haggard. Absolutely. He's going to come up, and he should come up in anyone's conversation about it. Absolutely, and he's one of the greatest writers. Yes, I've got... Willie has even said it. Willie Nelson yeah. has been quoted as saying Merle Haggard is the greatest writer in country and music. Merle, Not Hank. Merle. If you look at, I've got followers on Twitter that we had a conversation one night. Merle still made great music into the 80s and 90s. And it was, sure Merle did. still made country music, but the sound evolved. Mm -hmm. But it was still country. It was, it was kind of really amazing what he did. You listen to some of his, he's got some great, one of the most underrated albums he ever did in the 80s was Chill Factor. Yeah. It's a great album. And he just evolved, but it was still country. Good stuff. I like it. All right, so you're up. I'm, I'm up. All right. So y'all know I'm gonna have. I always have a sort of twisted um, opinion on everything. So my first honorable mention is "Money" by Pink Floyd. I mean, you work for money. It's all about money. They wanted to buy a football team, and I love Pink Floyd. So I'm going with money. All right. All right. Um, my second honorable mention, and it's because of the fan I am, is Working on the Highway by Bruce Springsteen. The boss. And the boss. The boss. <laughs> yes. The boss was the rock and roll version of Merle in so many ways. He, In so many ways, he represented the blue-collar person. And Working on the Highway is just a great song. That's yeah. something that people can relate to. And I think that's, mm -hmm. what, that's what made his popularity but, so big. Yeah, and he never, Bruce never really wrote about uh, his experiences. He just told the story. He just told a great That's story. He said it was magic. Yeah. He just came up with the magic. Makes a great songwriter is writing stuff that people can relate to. And, and, and now, the boss Bruce did that. could write stuff that people related to, but Merle wrote stuff that he lived. That he lived. Yeah. And either way, you're still getting good songs. Right. Yeah, but that's a true statement. Yes. Yes. Okay, so my last honorable mention is, Wayne, you'll love this one, Working for MCA, Leonard Skinner. That's a cranky, awesome song. And it's basically their way of saying, yeah, we work for MCA and up yours. Yeah. Yeah, because they had them. They were under contract. But to me, it's a working song. Well, you know, the story, they couldn't get a contract from nobody. 
and uh, Ronnie's buddy showed him the contract and laid it down on, a, on the hood of a truck. And he said, Ronnie said, what do you think about this contract? And he said, it's the worst goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but you don't have no other choice. <laughs> and Ronnie said, give me that pen. <laughs> I think if you, if you don't like Leonard Skinner, you probably, I don't think you should be allowed to live in Alabama. Uh, well, yeah. definitely not in I this just, state. I mean, yeah. you can't, you, you know, everybody knows Sweet Home Alabama, but True. the the music the musicality that uh, that existed within you know the original Leonard Skinner was otherworldly good. It I mean, was. you're talking about you know from slides to just lead breaks to that. They had three lead guitars. Well, I mean, come on. And the sad part was when they the plane crashed, they had brought on uh, Steve Gaines. Yeah. Man. And well, he wasn't our original member, but go listen to some of the live stuff that they did with Gaines. He was a freak. When they did, Steve Gaines was a freak. Just go listen to their version of T for Texas on the live album. I've heard it. And That's that album is in a frame down Music Row, right in my hallway. The version that they did at the Fox Theater, Gaines just rips it up. He destroyed it. And they covered Merle. They covered Honky Tonk Nighttime Man, which was a Merle Haggard song. Wow. That's pulling on his heartstrings. It I mean, is. I appreciate that's that. Merle stuff I appreciate really, that a lot. Really on him. All right, so that's everybody's honorable mentions. Wow, yeah. Anything else to mention? So, you know, I mentioned Caleb's a musician, surveyor, hardworking guy, and he's got just a great introspect. So, again, we're. Excited that you're doing this. Glad to be here, man. I'm probably mediocre and at best at no, all no, of those things. No, but. <laughs> well, that's the story of my life. And again, we want to thank our sponsors, Fedka, Smokehouse Crackers, Robert Lynn. Y'all are great. Lynn, they're going to come on in October. We're going to do some uh, food songs. We'll announce that later. And then uh, if you've heard James Brown working back there hard in the background. So hey, it's good night so far. All right. We're getting ready to kick off top five. Percy, what you got? Number five. My number five is by a band that most people know is not my favorite band, but it's from their 1974 debut album, and it's Rush, Working Man. Working man. Oh, man. And yeah. this was with the original drummer. Yeah, it wasn't Neil Peart. Neil Peart was not on Neil this. Neil didn't come until the second album. Yes. And why they got rid of the first John Rutsey was on this. Yeah. And... Geddy Lee said in an interview that this is his favorite song to play live. It's a jam. Oh, it is. And it's a jam. I mean, it, I think that song is... It almost makes you want to go to work. It does. If I, that's possible. Yeah, if there is such a thing. If that, I, I kind of right. like the part where it talks about having a sip of an ice-cold beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think the song is, uh, it's like eight minutes long. And, it, it's and a long one. It is, and it should be because there's, you know, four or five minutes of just face-melting guitar solos in there. Yeah, well, Alex Lyson just... And I don't know why he doesn't get it. more credit. And there's some it, great bass know, lines in there, too. I, I think Gibson even even made an Alex Lyson model guitar. As they should. Um, absolutely. And if we ever do, you know, top five guitars, he's, he's got to make somebody's honorable mentions because that guy was a shredder. The only thing... I love Rush. The only thing I got against him is those white jumpsuits they wore once. And they all had, like... I don't know, moose knuckles going on. It just, <laughs> just not attractive right. whatsoever. All right, Caleb, it's okay. number five, man. We're going number five for me. It's going to be Keep Your Day Job by The Grateful Dead. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, for me, the the dead created an entire genre uh, of, of music. They they created, you know, like they are the the festival band. They are. You know, people flocked from all over. People quit. People quit their day jobs to follow the dead around. Yeah. And you know, it's uh, the song says, "Keep your day job until your night job pays." And, you know, mm. I, I don't know, the, the guy that actually wrote the song, his name is Robert Hunter, he's a poet. And I thought it was funny that they wrote a song, Keep Your Day Job, knowing that they have this crazy cult following. Right, but they still wanted a, and the, a, they still like, wanted hey, a, a yeah. steady paycheck. I don't I know if it was so, yeah, I don't know if it's Keep Your Day Job so you can buy, you know, more uh, Woodstock tickets. I don't know. But, uh, mm. but I don't think you can make a top five song list and not have the Grateful Dead in it. Well, I'm glad you mentioned them. There's a Deadhead sticker on my Cadillac. There's a Deadhead sticker on Caleb's Tacoma. And my Jeep. And the Jeep. Yeah, I'm in it. So where are we at? My top five? Sometimes I lose track. It's okay. You're All right, well, this is a good one. Uh, I'm going to shout out to my wife for introducing me to this. It's Outfit by Drive-By Truckers. Oh, man. And it's a great work song. And that's when Isbell was with them. That's huge. And they wrote big stuff. They wrote great songs and great music. And it'll be on a playlist, but get a chance, check it out. It's a great song. So that was my number five. All right. We ready for number four, Purse? My number four is Mighty Merle. When he was with the strangers and he sang, A Working Man Can't Get Nowhere Today. Wow. And in the song, he says, I work my fanny off and leave it lay. A working man can't get nowhere today. Amen. That's, I mean, dude, just, he's top notch. He preaches. He, he did. He, he, had, he had a message that I'm so thankful that he shared because, I, I mean, when I think of country music, I think of Merle Haggard. Absolutely. You no, know, I think of that. I think of. Well, and he did the hard time. He too. did. Guy he was, was a real prison. dude, yeah. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Cash helped him get out. But uh, listen to that song. It's just truth all in that thing. He talks about trying to pay off his bills, but they ain't paid. <laughs> trying to make a living, but it ain't made. That's great. That's a good song. All right. Caleb? All right, number four for me. It's uh, <clears throat> it's funny because I had a, I had what I thought was a great list, and a dude that works with me, his name's Brian Barnes, he uh, he dropped a couple on me as we were talking through the week, and just like it floored me. I know? love this that y'all were talking about. This oh, dude, we're talking. Yeah, we're all. I mean, we're we're sharing stuff all week. He he would walk up, you know, if we were on the same job site, and he'd just be playing a song like, "Hey, check this out. Like, mm. you need to think about this mm. if you're going on the podcast." And and it uh, admittedly he changed my top five, but this was already in it. He's just a fellow fan of it, and uh, this is the boy who wouldn't hoe corn. And that is off Allison Krauss and Union Station Live. Oh, wow. It is a... So, I love them, by oh the way. Oh, my gosh, dude. I have that CD. Oh, so two-disc set. You yep. know, and when it came out, I, I, I'm almost certain that neither of those discs would play anymore because I just, I'm, I murdered them. I, I'm, I'm, I love bluegrass music uh, for the musicality, for everything. And... You know, Allison Krauss, I've, I've often made the joke, you know. Voice too. of an angel. Oh, come on. Yeah, you know, I feel like um, the scene in Oh Brother Where Art Thou when he hears mm -hmm. the sirens. That's how I feel yeah, when right. I hear her voice, you know. Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah, and, you know, uh, Dan Tominski, the the guy who actually sings most of the lead on this until Allison's fantastic harmonies come in. 
everything that dude touches is gold. You know, yeah. he he has that gritty old school bluegrass sound, and I feel like, you know, this it's a love song. Realistically, it's a love song. But uh, the boy who wasn't hoe corn, man. I mean, and the work she does jam. now with Robert Plant is it's crazy. outstanding. It's, yeah. yeah, my sister was talking about uh, scoring some tickets to go see them. Well, they're gonna be at the new amphitheater, the yeah. First Bank Amphitheater, and my brother's actually got a buddy that lives in Kentucky, and they drove all the way to Indianapolis to see them. Wow. Because that's like his... What was that album they did together, the first one? Raising Sand? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Man, it's good. Anyway, yeah. and they did a lot of Ricky Nelson songs. And they're killing the blues. Yeah. I mean, I, I still love that song today. Well, Robert's got a huge blues background. I mean, obviously. He does. So. Well, all I mean, those Brits. I mean, it's... The Brits figured it's it out. They, they, knew, mean, they knew long before we did. They mm -hmm. saved the blues. I mean... They did. Yeah. They looked over here across the pond and said, those guys in the Delta, they've, yeah. they've done some good stuff. They know stuff. what's let's, going on. Let's rock it to them. You know, it's like Keith said, you know, we weren't born in the Delta, but we've got a good bit of... Yeah, mm -hmm. took a swim in that muddy water. Is what That's they did. it. <laughs> All right, my number four. Ah, I couldn't help myself. It's Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. That is a work song. Doesn't matter what kind of work you do, that's a work song. I love it. They're going to blow people up. And that's a job. So ACDC, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt I Cheap. Like I had to have that on the list. Thanks, Amanda. She uh, made sure to point that out to me because she was like, why don't you have this on yours? You know, a lot of people hate on ACDC, say they've been playing the same song, you know, with different different mm -hmm. verses. But, I mean, dude, they, they changed everything. They you did. Know? And my man, the duck walk, like if you, if you hear Thunderstruck and you don't think about my man scooting across the stage... Yep. Yeah, you're, you're Angus. You're just not there, Angus. And this was Bon Scott singing lead. Right. This is uh, before Bon died and Brian came in the band, and uh, and that album was it was weirdly released. You know, I remember buying Back in Black in like eighty, eighty or eighty one, and then next thing I know, there's this release of Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap around the same time. It was like a re-release, but it was with Bon Scott. And the whole, the whole album or CD is fantastic, but I felt like I had to mention that because everyone has to do a dirty job every now I and I can then. safely right. say that that's the loudest concert I've been to in my life. Oh, I'm sure. That's an ear bleeder. I mean, I, and I've heard, heard stories about how Angus won't take breaks and his fingers will be bleeding mm -hmm. and they don't take breaks. We had to walk like a mile back to the vehicle and we're yelling... Yeah, because so your ears hear, are still yeah, ringing. It's yeah. crazy. That's a good show. That's a memorable moment. You know? Yeah, it's a big time. $23.95, I might add. Oh, that come on. Been in, the, in the 90s. Yeah, so we're getting down to the nitty-gritty with top three. We're getting right down to it, Percy. All right, what you got? My number three is the great Mike Reno and Loverboy. Yeah, I knew mm. someone would have this. We're going for the weekend. Yeah, somebody's got to go. Is that not what everybody does? Well, absolutely. Or most people, you know, some people have to work on the weekends, but most people work, work for, for the, the weekend. weekend. I mean, that's and I saw Loverboy a few years ago with the Ryman, and yeah. they, they have still got it. They now, do now. Reno needs to ditch well, the leather he, pants. He but looks, <laughs> yeah, there's a time you got to put them on. He still got red leather pants. And he looks like he got stung by a bunch of bees. He's try some Weight Watchers, dude, but he still has his voice. But he's still jamming. 
and jamming. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Good choice. All right. All right. What you got, Caleb? All right. Money. I'm going. I almost gave it away right there. Number three. I got to go money for nothing. We're and looking at dire straits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mark Knopfler is lead guitar. Singer. Singer and songwriter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were talking about, like, a, if you did a top five guitarist. I I don't know how. If you don't appreciate Mark Knopfler for what he did, then I don't know that you can make a top five. <sighs> I guitarist. agree with that. And, you know, top five is so hard. It is. It's hard to and, get in there. In some categories. I mean, because when you talk about lead guitarist, Man, there should be. We should just do a special episode yeah. of Top Twenty. You got to be everything. You you have to have stage presence. You have mm-hmm. to have musicality. You you have to sound different from everybody else. And yeah. that's you know whenever he goes in when it breaks down from I want my MTV, and he tears off into that intro. I'm they hooked. Install microwave ovens. I'm hooked. Custom man. kitchens delivery. delivery. This is just abstract. And in my day. In my college days, MTV was a big thing. Oh, yeah. And that video hit, and, you know, that was all, that song was made oh, I can for see it now, it right? Was, it was big time. Like I say, this is just abstract. But if you want to check out lead guitarist, go back and check Johnny Rivers. I love Johnny Rivers. Johnny he Rivers. He played lead and sing. He played right. lead and sing. And that is hard to do. Mm-hmm. And he was leader of the band for the Whiskey A Go-Go when they opened Wow. That's, I didn't know I that. Didn't know that yeah. That's big news. Well, Johnny was great as far as those guitarists that could also sing. Uh, Mark was, too. He uh, And uh, Mark did a great CD with Emmy Lou Harris. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Okay. You're going to lead guitarists. Yeah, we'll, we'll turn this into a three-hour podcast yeah, if we talk yeah, about lead will. guitarists. All right, so where are we at? Number three? This is my number three. Yep, it is. Uh, I couldn't resist this one. It's Willin'. By Little Feet. Now, oh. Greg Allman did a great cover of it, which I like a little bit better, but Little Feet's versions, the original, it's about a truck driver. He's making those runs to Mexico. Uh, he's bringing back. He, all he wants is weed, whites, <laughs> and wine. That's right. <laughs> Give me weed, whites, and wine, and show me a good time, man. That's, That's funny, a great, man. great song. And look, we got our other special guest, my little Indian princess. Brittany just showed up. She's uh, Caleb's wife. Pocahontas is here. Pocahontas is here. Have a seat. We need a photographer. We want to make sure we we have this on Facebook. So anyway, so Willin is my number three. And I love the song. So, Brittany, we're down to number two. Wow, y'all are flying through. Mummer number two has already been stated, and it was Mighty Merle and Working Man in the Blues. Good stuff. So. Yeah. Well, you can state it again. And the, <laughs> yeah, this was fitting. a single, and the B side of this single was Silver Wings. Oh, wow. I mean, that's crazy. Oh, man. Is that the Green Beret song? No. Silver Wings. <laughs> the is just... No. I love it. That's not that. No. <laughs> These are men, America's best. I should get away and uh, just that's, be quiet. No, you're doing a good job. But that's fine. Mighty Merle. Mighty Merle. Okay. Caleb, what's your number two? Goes to me. Uh, number two, it's going to be taking care of business. BTO, Absolutely. man. Bogman yeah. Turner Overdrive. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. My, my pops has often told me the story. 
he you know he graduated in 1977 and this album came out in 1973 mm-hmm. so he had the bto belt buckle you know real big said BTO on it. Yeah, my pops is rocking that stuff in the 70s, driving. Does he still have that belt buckle? Man, I don't know. You uh, gotta find out. If thing. he does, I need it bad. You do. I mean, I would and wear it, it tomorrow. I and may order one tonight. I think we all need to, but. <laughs> you know, ahead. he developed that song while he was still with the Guess Who. Yeah. Sort of first came up with the idea yeah. for that song. And he got. And that was Bachman that did it. Th- yes, Randy Bachman. And there was a recording technician. That actually took the 815 train into the city so he could get to work on time. And that was where he got That's the idea perfect, from that. Man. It's so iconic. You know, anybody knows it. And yeah. for me, when when I hear the song, you know, I'm not just relating to, you know, taking the 815 into the city. I'm thinking about my dad in yeah. 1977 driving his 70 model Judge with the wind blowing, you know. Out there looking like Joe Diffie. That's, yeah, that's good. That's just, good stuff. I, I mean, that's that's what it takes me back to, man. That's great. All right, my number two. With they've all mine have been mentioned now. It's money for nothing. Dire Straits. Right. I mean, that's that's a boom. Boom, we right there. We both agree on that one. So it, you know, when when I was in college, the Dire Dire Straits hit the scene, and you know they were already pretty smoking in the seventies. Oh yeah, when the whole they video were, the video was so iconic. The that. video was iconic. Everybody thinks then, about the video. And then Sting actually sang backup on that song. Yeah, so that's was, big uh, news. Anime, if you didn't know that, that's big news. Yeah, the Sting was. Uh, yeah, he was the one singing "Money for Nothing" in, in sort of the background. But there was so. a real close circle with. Him and Sting and Clapton, their names. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Man, are we at number one already? Oh, we are, man. We're Do we want to talk about something else we're before we finish this? If you're going to lead guitars, we're going to be here all night. I'm yeah, fine with it, though. Yeah. I don't know. I think, we, I think uh, by the way, are we going to do a special episode on Fleetwood Mac songs? Yes, we are. We'll have to do that tomorrow. I love yes. some Fleetwood Mac. All right. And Come back tomorrow. The Black so, Jacket Symphony. Band. Black Jacket Symphony is playing Friday night, Sand Mountain Park and Amphitheater. They're going to do the Rumors album. I'm going. Y'all going? You got it. You got to yeah. go. Yeah. I may even take in my sweet mom. She was oh, like, will you take me to see Fleetwood oh. Mac? I said, it's not Fleetwood Mac, oh. but you're going to really enjoy it. Uh, Nana, so, if you're listening, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and she still wants to scold you for wanting to jump off oh, the gosh. off that uh the, the, the brick wall. The retaining the, wall. Yeah, the retaining wall into the pool. In my defense, I was a teenager, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were doing the things that teenagers did, and I was, I mean, I was spring-loaded, about to turn a flip into Nana's pool. You were, and that well, you oh, would have gosh. had to clear about six feet. I'm not saying it wasn't a long <laughs> I mean, shot. It, you would have to clear about six feet. <laughs> I am saying it was awfully dangerous, and... And she came out and called Sweet Nana and recognized said, it. She said, get your ass down. Oh, yes. Yeah. She, I was reprimanded. She has reprimanded me in that swimming pool We can do a whole night. episode on her. But I do want to thank her for my birthday dinner. Yeah, uh, she did make him a birthday dinner. And a birthday She called cake. me an MFer in that pool one day. Well, we could do a whole you, episode on that. But <laughs> I love that woman. I love her. <laughs> she's, she's the best. She isn't is. She? All right. So here we go. Big number news. One. Number, number one. one. Number one. Number one. Number one. I'm going to tell you this name, and you're not going to recognize it. Oh, Jesus. But this, by the great Donnie Young. Never which heard you of will Donnie know Young. him as Johnny Paycheck. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Take this job and, and shove, shove it, baby. Written That's by the I'm great at. David Allen Cole. Yep. Yeah. Who hasn't had that feeling sometime in their life? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's usually about Monday morning, five minutes after you get there. It, it, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, everyone, every Every Monday. Yeah. I mean, for me, not so much lately. I like what I do. Well, no, not lately. I certainly but... have had that feeling. Brittany, help yourself to... Uh, smokehouse crackers, oh, yeah. brand new pizza yeah. version. Pizza. We got the first two bags off the shelf. Speaking her love language with pizza. Yeah, I'm just saying. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a so pizza holic. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a number one, Brittany? Mm-hmm. I had your honorable mention for fear okay. of divorce. Well, that's I my that. only one. That was it. <laughs> yeah. What a cutie! I love her. It's just at some point in your life you've had that feeling. Sure, yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. I worked in corporate America all those years and traveled all over, and uh, they paid me well, but there was pretty much uh, once or twice a week. I, I was like, take this job and show And it. here's another interesting thing. You know who he played bass for early in his career? David Allen Coe or Johnny Paycheck? He, Johnny Paycheck. Okay. He played bass for George Jones. I did not You want to be on that oh, tour bus? <laughs> no. Well, yes, actually... There was a time in my life I would have loved to have been on that tour bus with Johnny Paycheck and George Jones. There's no telling where that tour bus would have led you. <laughs> or what well, I would have gotten I mean, jo- Johnny where helped. I might have led them. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> Johnny went to jail for shooting somebody, so he was... Yeah, he's he was a real dude. deal. Where he wrote the song 11 months and 29 days, because that's how that's he what he did. He stayed in prison, but <laughs> that's another episode. Yeah, let's not talk about hard time again. Okay, so are we at number one? We're number one for me too, man. Yeah, Percy's done. He's laid That's it down. Your, that was yours. That's a great one. I mean, I figured that was going to make somebody's list. Now it was counting on you, Caleb. I love it. What's your number one? So previously mentioned. But uh, for me, it's it's working, man. Rush. Working, man. I Rush. mean, yeah. that's the most sound that has ever come out of three dudes in the history of music. You got Alex Lifeson, uh, yeah. Melting Faces. Yeah. You got Getty Lee. He's wearing the bass out, and playing the keys with his feet, mm-hmm. and then reverses them when he needs to. Yeah. And then you know, for me, it's Neil Peart. Neil Peart was Neil but Peart. But Neil was, wasn't drumming Neil on that, drumming no, on that no, song. No, no, but it Rush, was, originally but Rush, he was. Yes, but, but Rush still. My love for Rush comes with those three guys, man. I mean. And you know the thing about Rush is I love them. But yeah. you either love Rush or you hate. Rush. Oh, there's no middle ground. There's no middle ground no. with Rush. I happen to love them because. When I was growing up, uh, one of my good friends was a Rush fan, and he was from St. Louis, and he was playing um, Twenty One Twelve. Oh, Overture! And, Come on, man! And my brain melted. Yeah. And you heard Neil Peart's drums on Twenty One Twelve, and you're like, "There's he's not from this world." No, he's not. He's he some was, kind of alien, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if that if Neil Peart didn't make your top three drummers list. You don't know any drummers. He, he made it, and we had Gene Pledger on for the top five drummers, yeah. and Neil was in in the list. I mean, he's just, of course. So was Ginger Baker, but right. my one of my favorites was J-Mo. Right, Almond Brothers. Yeah, so, I'm, that, I'm there. Yeah, you start speaking Almond, I'm speaking know, your language. I but I wanted to mention that for me, like it's it's crazy because in recent years, um, unfortunately, my top three drummers of all time that that I've always had, they're dead. They've all passed. You got Bonham, Moon, Ginger. Oh, you're all over the place. But for me, it's 
Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm I'm still heartbroken. I you know a lot of people are. And you should him. be, man. You know that guy. He was, he was everything you want. Mm-hmm. Stage presence, musicality. You know the same things we mentioned. He, him and Dave had this perfect stage presence. Every time mm-hmm. I've seen them, it was like a life changing experience. And then you got for me, it's uh, Joey Jordison, who was the drummer for Slipknot. It, you know, Slipknot's not for everybody. I get that. I'm not obsessed with them. I'm not going to put, you know, a full black outfit and a crazy dog collar on and go see them. Yeah, but, but they, were, Joey, they were hot uh, with, within your generation. Oh, dude, Joey's a maniac, yeah. you know? And, and you, you have to appreciate him for for that metal drum style. You know, that his double bass is, you know, second to none. Well, you know, when we had Mike Bruce on here, who is my favorite drummer in the world, his right. favorite drummer was Buddy Rich. There you go. Because that's old school jazz. Um, jazz drumming. And most most of the British rock and roll drummers will tell you that the dra- the jazz drummers were the best. Were their favorite. Ginger Baker, to the day he died, said he was a jazz drummer. He was not a rock and roll drummer. Yeah. Well, you run into that syncopation. Even he was an ass. Yeah. Anyway. You run into like you know syncopation things like the the runs the timing that Neil Peart had. Mm-hmm. That, that's unattainable for your average guy. You and can't keep up with what that. What was crazy about Neil is he also wrote all the lyrics for I mean, Rush after the exactly. first album. He, exactly. wrote, he wrote the lyrics. The guy was... Hello, he Rock was, and Roll Hall of Fame. Where yeah. are you? Well, they finally got Yeah, I know. They finally got How do you wait that Rock. long to bring you my know, guys in? Yeah, we're still waiting for Warren Zevon, too. Well, Hey, those pizza crackers are good, aren't they, Brittany? <laughs> She's over here munching. <laughs> that little hippie be over crackers. I love her. If you got pizza and crackers, you combine them, she's in. All right, well, my number one's already been taken, but it is taking, it's taking care of business. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Um, I mean, that was the first one that popped in my head yes. when we were talking about work songs for this weekend because we're taking care of business every day. Every day. Taking care of business every way. So, working overtime. Working overtime. Come on. <laughs> All right. Anybody have anything they want to mention? Caleb, it tough, sure man. was good to have you. Man, thank you when, guys when so we much. Do, uh, if we ever dare to do top five on um, a lead guitarist, uh, we'll, oh, we'll have you in here. Set aside um, some time because we're going to go. We may have to do a special episode. And I'm going to tell you, Percy and I are going to try to get in here tomorrow night and do a special episode uh, of just Fleetwood Mac songs and talking about some Fleetwood Mac stories. And it's been great having you on. I knew you would not disappoint. I'm happy Brittany, to be I'm here. glad you finally showed up. Me too. She's been, she's been working hard all day. <laughs> She's been taking uh, care of business yeah, every that's day. Right. So. In a flash. Yeah. Got the Elvis <laughs> tattoo plug right there. Oh, my. No, I made the plug. Yeah, all you right. see me with the light of That's it. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, and bye-bye.